All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the DFO Fantasy Podcast Morning Report. It is Monday, November the 27th. I hope everyone is having a great start to their week. Just a reminder that the DFO Fantasy Podcast is presented to you by Betway. If you're going to place a bet, bet on Betway. Please play responsibly. Ontario only. A must be 19 years of age or older. So last week, we had a very weird week with the NHL schedule because of American Thanksgiving, because of some of the travel stuff. Uh, we had no games on Tuesday. We had no games on Thursday. So it was a bit of a weird week, but that's behind us. Much more normal looking week this week. But before we focus on what's coming up this week, let's take a look back at some of the most notable performances from players who are on the waiver wire in most leagues currently. So let's start up top with the forwards. Trevor Moore of the LA Kings continues his outstanding season. Four goals, two assists, 11 shots on goal in three games last week, just 44% owned. He's been pretty much dynamite all season long and uh, should probably be higher than 44% owned. Jake Neighbors, just 2% owned, went from the fourth line to the top line this week and really played well. Three goals, one assist, six shots on goal, picked up a point on the power play as well. Also had 10 hits. So banger leagues uh, looks even better there. So, you know, obviously you, you want to um, see young prospects getting the opportunity to play at the top of the lineup and neighbors after basically being buried on the fourth line for the entirety of the season so far gets moved up to the top line. Also seeing time on the top power play unit right now and uh, really looks good. 
Looks like definitely a deep league pickup. Looks like a banger league pickup and, and could work his way into standard size leagues because he's you know a talented player, like I mentioned. Very good prospect. Just needs to get some more ice time. And that is what he got this week and played very, very well. Charlie Coyle of the Boston Bruins, who we will talk about a little bit more in a few minutes. But he, last week at 35% owned four goals, one assist, 13 shots on goal, and six hits. Kirill Marchenko, who we'll also talk about in a minute, at 12% owned, had two goals, one assist, seven shots on goal goal in three games. David Perron of the Detroit Red Wings, 45% owned, had three goals, including two power play goals, six shots on goal, and three hits in three games. Wyatt Johnson, who we talk about seemingly every episode, two goals, one assist, 11 shots in three games for the Dallas Stars, currently 36% owned. Gus Nyquist, who was one of our streaming targets from a week ago, 12% owned, came through for us as a streaming target. One goal, four assists, 11 shots on goal in four games. JT Comfort, the Detroit Red Wings, playing well. One goal, three assists, two points on the power play. Didn't do much in terms of shot volume or hitting, just two shots, one hit. But the points were certainly there for JT Comfort as the Red Wings start to heat up. Speaking of heating up, Lucas Raymond's pretty much been fantastic all season long. Super, super consistent. I believe it's a six-game point streak that he has going at the moment. Last week, added another one goal, two assists, seven shots, four hits per game, two power play points. Sorry, four hits total, two power play points. He's just 54% owned, um, and he looks like he's in the middle of a full-fledged breakout right now. Um, so, yeah, his own percentage needs to continue to, to climb here. 54% owned is not nearly high enough uh, for what Lucas Raymond has offered so far this season. Cole Perfetti, uh, of the Winnipeg Jets, just 25% owned. He had a goal, two assists, seven shots, continues to play kind of modest minutes at 5v5 with Nemestikov and um, Nick Ehlers, but he's still on that top power play and had two more power play points this week to show for it. And Tomas Hurdle, a rare San Jose Shark making the list here. We actually have two. We'll talk about another one in a minute. But Tomas Hurdle was also on our streaming targets list last week. He had a goal, four assists as a streaming target. Also, six shots on goal, five hits, two power play points. Really covered all categories last week. So so Tomas Schrödel, hopefully you streamed him and Gustav Nyquist last week because those were our, our two standout uh, streaming targets, at least of guys that were, were, were lower owned on the list. Uh, some defensemen to talk about. Shane Gossespierre, four-point performance the other night, uh, last night actually on Sunday. Uh, the Red Wings, he's at 61% owned, had a goal, five assists, four power play points, and four shots on goal last week in three games. Uh, 61% owned, obviously still pretty highly owned, but Available in 39% of leagues. There is, you know, if you listen to our last episode, there's absolutely nothing available on the waiver wire for defensemen right now. So if Costas Bear is out there, be sure to scoop him up. He's having an absolutely terrific season in Detroit. Zach Rowenski, who is one of my favorite preseason defensemen, got off to a bit of a sluggish start, uh, but has picked things up recently. 56% owned, though, uh, so still widely available at the moment. He had four assists, which they all came in one game. So uh, maybe not the best week, but he had one really, really good game. Four helpers. He added uh, a power play point and eight shots on goal in three games for the Blue Jackets. Some lower-owned defensemen, Ryan McDonough, returned to the lineup this week. Played very well. Four assists in three games. Didn't really do much. Probably not somebody, you know, not a lot of shots. Only four shots on goal, only two hits. Probably not somebody you can rely on uh, too much moving forward unless you see regular power play time, which isn't going to happen with, you know, Roman Yossi, Tyson Berry also on the roster. So uh, nice week for McDonough, but not really somebody I would be looking to pick up at the moment unless I'm in the deepest of deep leagues. Tory Krug, however, has, you know, really started to come on in the last few weeks. We talked about him on this uh, morning report a couple of times. He had another three assists and 10 shots on gold to go along with two power play points and two hits last week. So at 25% on Tory crew continues uh, to impress in recent weeks. Matthias Ekholm 
Uh, kind of got a garbage time goal last night on the power play. It was power play goals, only power play point of the week. But he did have two goals, eight shots on goal and five hits at 19% on. Um, as that Oilers offense starts to get going, um, Ekholm should be a guy that can pick up kind of secondary assists. And, you know, he plays a lot with McDavid at 5v5. So he will pick up points. Does see a little bit of power play two time as well. So if you need to go kind of dumpster diving for a defenseman, Matias Ekholm, you can certainly do worse than him. Kalen Addison at 3% on now in San Jose had four assists, including three power play points, four shots on goal. The Sharks probably coming off of two of their best performance of the entire season this week. And if that power play can get going, obviously Addison is going to be a key contributor to that. But um, if they can heat up a little bit, Addison might not be the worst pickup in deeper leagues as well. But yeah, I mean, obviously the um, the plus minus will be a bit of an issue whenever you're rostering Sharks, but they are playing better. They might not be, you know, this historically awful team that we saw early in the season. They are starting to figure things out. I believe David Quinn had the quote of the week last week after their one game against Montreal. He said, we actually looked like a hockey team tonight, which I found hilarious and also is probably true. Um, some goalies, just absolutely outstanding goaltender performances over the weekend. Uh, some rare shutouts on Saturday, some crazy, you know, unexpected shutouts, but also we're looking more at guys who played a little bit more than one game this week. So let's start with Jonathan Quick at 42% owned. He went 2-0 and last week, had a 2.01 goals against average, a 9.37 save percentage and one shutout. He just cannot lose right now. A vintage throwback. Jonathan Quick right now for the New York Rangers. He looks absolutely terrific. Still just 42% owned. Seems to be getting plenty of work alongside Igor Shesterkin. So I'm fine uh, with Jonathan Quick at 42% owned. Elvis Merzlikin starting to play some really, really good hockey as well. He has looked really good in his most recent starts. Looked outstanding against the Hurricanes on Sunday night. Unfortunately, the Blue Jackets were unable to hold on to that win. Would have given them a 3-0 week. Ends up finishing the week at 2-1 with a 2.35 goals against average and a 9.40 save percentage. So if the Blue Jackets, uh, I've talked about them quite a bit. I do think that there's enough talent on that roster that they're going to get things going. They're going to need good goaltending from Merzlikens. And if that offense starts to click a little bit, Merzlikens could be a sneaky pickup off the wire. Again, just 33% owned at the moment. Alex Lyon, I mean, did not start a game for, for the first month and a half of the season. And now he seems to be an extremely reliable net miner for the Detroit Red Wings. If you don't remember him, he was the guy that basically single-handedly carried the Florida Panthers to the playoffs last year. And then they obviously went on that magical run. Uh, he was great. Signs with the Red Wings in the offseason, doesn't get any playing time, but now I think he's really taken over James Reimer's job as the number two here in Detroit behind Billy Huso. Um, and I don't think that they're going to continue to roll Huso out there for 75% of starts while Lyon's playing as well as he is. So Lyon last week, 2-0 with a 0.5 goals against average, a 9.81 save percentage and one shutout. Again, just 26% owner right now. If he continues to start half the games in Detroit, that team's clicking right now, and he's playing terrific hockey. So I like Lyon if you need help between the pipes. And then Phoenix Copley, maybe... Maybe starting to carve into Cam Talbot's workload a little bit uh, after what he did last week. 2-0 and with a .5 goals against average, 980 save percentage, and one shutout. Uh, basically, they were just riding Cam Talbot. Given his injury history, I do think that they want to get Copley some starts. He hadn't played well early on. So hopefully this week maybe gave him some confidence and gave them some confidence to keep riding him as well. So whenever he gets a start, he's going to make for a strong spot start option because the Kings, as I've mentioned many times this year, may be one of the best teams in all of the NHL. They certainly 
are the best defensive team at the moment. And that leads us right into this week's streaming targets. If you don't read it, I release a weekly strength of schedule and streaming target article over at dailyfaceoff.com. And what I do, speaking of the Kings being very good defensively, is take a look and rate each team based on how good they are defensively, a mix of defensive team metrics, also goaltending statistics, um, and, and give you an overall defensive rating for each team. And then uh, I build up the strength of schedule using that rating to try to find which teams have the easiest matchups for their skaters this week to take advantage of and identify the best streaming targets as a result. Uh, just to give you an idea, the defensive rating for the LA Kings is 8.31. So the lower, the better. 8.31. The San Jose Sharks are at 88.94, uh, the worst in the NHL versus the best. But the crazy part is the LA Kings at 8.31. And the second best defensive team in the NHL right now is the Florida Panthers at 24.4 on the defensive rating scale. So the Kings have been that good defensively so far this season. So whenever Coppy gets the start, he looks outstanding. Uh, but this week, the top teams to target the easiest schedules on the week the Boston Bruins, the Florida Panthers, the New York Rangers, and the Columbus Blue Jackets are the four teams we're really going to focus on for our streaming targets this week. Not only do the Boston Bruins have the best schedule score of the week at 288, which again is a combined, um, so, you know, the sum of all of the teams that they're playing this week and their defensive rating. It's not the highest this week. It's the highest of the entire season. They start with the Blue Jackets, then they face the Sharks and the Maple Leafs, and then close it out with another matchup against the Blue Jackets. To give you an idea, uh, the Blue Jackets rank as the fifth worst defensive team. I already said that the Sharks are the worst defensive team, and the Maple Leafs are 12th worst. So really, really good matchups for the Boston Bruins. Who do they have that you can stream this week? Well, Jake DeBrusque at 38% owned. Go off to a really slow start to the season, failing to score a goal, which is two assists in his first seven games of the season. Things have mostly stayed the same recently. Six points in his last 12 games, three goals, three assists, but... The real discouraging part about what DeBrusque's doing so far has been the dip in his shot volume. He was around three shots per game a season ago. He's at 2.3 per game so far this season. So I don't love that. But even with his lack of production, you know, a lot of it can be explained by his 7.0 personal shooting percentage and his 8.7 on ice shooting percentage. So he's had some pretty poor luck so far. I am hopeful that those metrics will bounce back, uh, regress positively towards the mean. Uh, this week, especially in some cushy matchups. So 38% on Jake DeBrusque looks like one of the best streaming targets this week. We talked about Charlie Coyle being one of the best uh, players last week, and he looks like one of the best streaming candidates this week. He really wasn't known for his offense during his first four years with the Bruins. He averaged just 16 goals and 25 assists, 41 points per 82 games. So around half a point per game through his first full or full seasons with the Bruins. However, with the departures of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci this offseason, Coyle has taken on a much more prominent role in this offense this year. And so far, he's flourished. He's got 19 points in 20 games, but has been especially hot lately, scoring seven goals with four assists to give him 11 points in his last eight games. Now, opposite of what's going on with Jake DeBrus. Charlie Coyle is currently shooting 30.4% personally and then has an on-ice shooting percentage of 16.7. So probably getting a little bit fortunate, a little bit of puck luck going his way. Those are not really sustainable rates. That being said, we don't really care about how sustainable it is for the rest of the season. As long as he can sustain it for one week, because that's probably all, all he's going to be on our roster for, unless he continues to just be outrageously hot and, and carries some more season long value. But 
for this week as a streaming target, we don't give a shit what his shooting percentage and on a shooting percentage is. We want him in the lineup shooting 30, 40% again this week. And hopefully he can stay hot. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk was on our streaming candidates last week. He's at 15% owned. He was sold again last week, despite being healthy scratch on the front end of a back-to-back because apparently 36 years old is too old to play on a back-to-back. Um, he had three assists, five shots in three games last year. The veteran winger is currently over a point per game in his last nine games, picking up 10 points, two goals, eight assists during that stretch. His role on the Bruins top power play unit is really what you're picking him up for. Um, and that's what makes him the most enticing because his average time on ice of 14 13 um, and his shot volume at just 2.3 per game are pretty pedestrian rates and not really something that I'm, I'm super super excited about and then Matthew Petra uh, at 4% owned Quatris, I can never pronounce his name. I don't know why, but at 4% own, he's fine in deep leagues. I'm not, you know, rushing to the wire to pick him up. And, and I'm definitely not picking him up over any of the names mentioned above. But if you're in deeper leagues and none of those guys are available, I think that he's fine. He got off to a fast start in the NHL with five points in his first seven games, two goals, sorry, three goals, two assists. However, he's cooled off pretty considerably uh, lately. Just one goal, three assists for four points in his last 13 games. He is still playing around 14 and a half minutes per game is on the line with Jake DeBrusque and on the second power play unit. So there's potential for him to have a strong week given the matchups that the Bruins have this week. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Moving on, we have the Florida Panthers. The Panthers are in Eastern Canada to start the week. Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto, they are the ranked third, eighth, and twelfth best matchups this week. So none of them have been really stellar defensively. Uh, The problem with streaming the Florida Panthers this week is only one light night game could make getting them into their lineup a little bit getting them into your lineup a little bit more difficult. Uh, So be sure to plan ahead. Take a look at your schedule this week or or your roster this week and how things shake out and see if you can even fit these guys into your lineup before wasting an addition on them. Evan Rodriguez would probably be the easiest to fit in your lineup because he is center, left wing, and right wing eligible. So eligible at all three forward positions. He's 36% owned. So I would imagine... 
even on the busy nights, you, you probably are going to have one of center left wing or right wing available. You're probably going to be able to get him into your lineups this week and, and makes him the easiest uh, Panther to stream. The issue for Rodriguez is he's pointless in his last six games and has just five points, one goal, four assists in his previous 14 games. Still, He's skating on the top line with Alexander Barkov and Sam Reinhart. So he is set up to have a big week. It's just a matter of can he capitalize on these matchups. If you can fit a strict center in your lineup at 14% owned, I think Sam Bennett is probably the best option from the Panthers. If you can fit the strict center in your lineup for these games, if not, just move on to another team. Uh, But Bennett is, you know, he, he, he's been snake bitten. He only has one goal, no assist in eight games. But when you look under the hood, he's just been extremely unfortunate. He's got an absurdly, absurdly low 1.3 on a shooting percentage. And his personal shooting percentage is just 6.7. He's a 10.1% shooter for his career. So things will likely improve soon. And you could really not ask for a better spot in the lineup. He currently skates with Matthew Kachuk and Carter Verhey. He's been one of the best lines in the NHL going back to last season. Um, and he was recently bumped up to the top power play unit as well. They shuffled their units around when Brandon Montour and Aaron Eckblad came back, trying to go for two more balanced units. And that's resulted in Bennett getting a look on that top unit and Carter Verhage uh, being bumped to what would be called now the second unit or, or unit 1B, if you will. Uh, so maybe this is the week that Bennett breaks out because, yeah, the matchups are pretty good and, and he's in a terrific spot uh, at 5v5 and on the power play. The New York Rangers uh, are next on the list. They have some really nice matchups this week. They face the Sabres, who are the sixth best matchup. The Red Wings, who are kind of middle of the pack at 19. But then they've got the Sharks, who are the, obviously the best matchup. All of those come at home at Madison Square Garden. And they also mix in a day trip uh, to the National Predators, who are, are pretty good defensively. They, they're the 21st best, 21st ranked matchup. So not great, but um, two really good matchups, two kind of meh matchups. But overall, it's the sixth best average opponent rating on the week. And their three light night games make them easy to stream this week. The two streaming targets I'd be looking at from the New York Rangers first, Alexi Lafreniere at 39% owned. Lafreniere had 11 points, seven goals, four assists in his first 14 games. And just when you thought he'd finally figured out this NHL level stuff, uh, he posted no one goal and no assists in his last five games. Shots on goal has still been pretty strong there, so I'm not totally discouraged. But um, the fact that he's skating on a line with Artemi Panarin and Vincent Trocek, they are averaging 3.2 expected goals, 4 per 60, 38 scoring chances, 4 per 60, and 15 high danger chances, 4 per 60. One of the better 5v5 lines uh, in the NHL right now. They've been playing really well. So with great line, line mates, excuse me, great matchups, this week really does set up well for Lafreniere to kind of get back into the point call, get back to that early season form that we saw from him. So the time on ice, the usage has been good. The... Um, Shaw volume has been pretty good this year. It's been better than last year. So there, there are signs that he, he's definitely getting better. Um, and then this week does set up nicely. So I do like Lafreniere at 39% owned. Blake Wheeler uh, at 10% owned. At 37 years old, Wheeler certainly is not the same player he used to be. And that's pretty reflected in his usage. Currently averaging just 12 minutes and 21 seconds per game. So don't love that. Um, however, after going pointless in his first 10 games with the Rangers, he was promoted to the top line with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. Um, and that's led to six points, two goals, four assists in his last nine games. Well, that's great. His usage and then suddenly depressing shot volume. I mean, shot volume is really what we we liked him for for a while. Um, make him kind of just a deep league target only. People will look and say, wow, he's playing with Zabanajad and Chris Kreider. The problem is the Zabanajad and Chris Kreider line has never really been great at 5v5. They get their job done on the power play. So, 
Playing with them at 5v5 isn't quite as good. I'd much rather have the, the whoever's playing with our Temi Panner. Uh, that line usually performs much better at 5v5. So Wheeler, Deep League target, much more interested in Lafreniere this week. Uh, and the two of my favorite targets this week are the uh, from the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets are 10th in average opponent rating this week, uh, but they have all four of their games coming on late night. So you'll have no issues getting these guys into your lineup. The problem is two of their meetings are against the Bruins uh, at the start of the week and at the end of the week. But maybe some of the Bruins' magic is starting to wear off. They had a 935 save percentage in their first 16 games of the season, but they've surrendered 18 goals in their last four games with an 875 save percentage. So we talked about how last year the, the Bruins' goaltending wasn't sustainable. Then they come in and they start doing it again this year with a much worse team. And you're like, how is this happening? And maybe some of that magic is starting to wear off. Are the Blue Jackets good enough to take advantage of it? Remains to be seen, but uh, they have plenty of options. Now, it depends which leagues you're playing in. If you're in leagues where Johnny Gaudreau, who's 60% owned, Boone Jenner, who's 60% owned and been unbelievable this year, or Patrick Lina, who's 52% owned, if those guys are available, those are the streaming targets from the Blue Jackets this week. And I wouldn't hesitate to pick up a couple of them. Um, but if you're in the 60% of leagues where they're not available, these two guys in, in more standard size leagues are, are good as well. Adam Fantilli at 26% owned strict center. Uh, he's due for a breakout. He has no goals and one assist in his last six games, despite firing 24 shots on net, which is good for 4.0 shots per game. The rookies defect defensive metrics aren't pretty, but we don't really care about that. We only care about the offense and fantasy other than plus minus. He's averaging 3.0 expected goals, four per 60, 30 scoring chances, 10 high danger chances, uh, four per 60 through 22 games this year. So He's been held back by a 6.9 personal shooting percentage and an 8.1 on a shooting percentage. So this seems like a great time to scoop out of Fantilli. Hopefully the matchups this week will lead to a breakout. And he definitely has the ability and, and the underlying metrics and the, and the usage in this offense to become a season long asset for you. And it could all start this week. Kirill Marchenko, 11% owned. Definitely one of my favorite players to pick up this week. Marchenko is another player who has potential season-long value. He was healthy scratched earlier in the year, um, but he seems to be settling in recently. He has eight points in his last 12 games, including five goals. And it's really his 18 minutes and 10 seconds of average time on ice in his last five games that has me most excited. Because like I said, he was scratched earlier in the season, seemed to kind of fall out, fall out of favor, and now seems to be earning the trust of this Blue Jackets coaching staff. He's currently on that top line with Jenner and Gaudreau. As I mentioned, Jenner's been outstanding. Gaudreau's starting to get into form. He's also on the top power play unit. We saw him last year score a ton of goals. He he could go out and have a four or five goal week um, and, and really kind of turn a matchup for you. So Marchenko, definitely a guy I want this week. Definitely a guy I have interest in moving forward as well. All right, let's take a quick look at tonight's games and the best bets brought to you by a Betway. We're going to start with the Columbus Blue Jackets, who we just talked about hosting the Boston Bruins, who we just talked about. The Blue Jackets are plus 200 road or home underdogs. The Bruins minus 250 road favorites. Um, it's probably going to be Spencer Martin getting the start for the Blue Jackets with Elvis Merzlikin starting last night. He was extremely busy as well. Then they got to travel from Carolina to Columbus. Um, that game was in Carolina. Yeah, it was in Carolina. Um, so probably no bet for me here. I'm slightly interested in the Blue Jackets. I think that the Bruins are pretty inflated in the market. I, I've been talking about how I think that they're pretty fraudulent. 
for most of the season. So I, I've been betting against them a lot. It's worked pretty well, especially the last two games. I, I got on the Red Wings. I got on the Rangers. Uh, they both won. So I'm slightly interested in the Blue Jackets at plus 200, but n- nothing crazy. Won't be a big play at all. Uh, the Panthers are in Ottawa. The Panthers are minus 125 favorites. The Senators plus 105 home dogs. It looks like the Ottawa Senators are probably going to get uh, Jonas Corposalo back tonight. And with the Panthers being on the front end of a back-to-back and the Maple Leafs tomorrow, I think there's a spot here where Anthony Stellaris gets the start for the Florida Panthers. So I'd be looking at maybe getting on the Senators at plus 105 if Stellaris gets the start. Um, you know, home dogs, I, I'm fine with that. The Sabres are in Buffalo, or sorry, the Sabres are in New York to take on the Rangers. The Rangers are minus 225. The Sabres are up to plus 185. They opened at plus 160 at Betway. So uh, another one where I, I am decently interested in, in the dog here. I, I don't mind the Sabres at plus 185. Again, another small play. None of these are big plays for me today. None of them really stick out. Um, but plus 185 road dogs uh, against the Rangers. I'm okay with the Sabres tonight. The Avalanche hosts the Lightning. Now, my biggest play of the day will probably be the Lightning at plus 125 on the road in Colorado. But that's only if Andre Vasilevsky gets the start. My There's two ways of looking at this. They're on a back-to-back. The front end is obviously against the Avs. The back end is against the Coyotes. So conventional wisdom would suggest that... Vasilevsky will get the start against the tougher team, leaving Johansson to face the easier team. Problem is, they might elect to give Vasilevsky an extra day off because he's coming off of a serious injury and surgery, and um, just giving the extra day is probably going to be helpful. The other part is Johansson, obviously used to play for the Avalanche. Could they try to give him a, a start against his former team? Um, so it, it's funny because to me, like I think that Santa, or, uh, Tampa Bay is a good play at plus 125 if Vasilevsky starts. But then on the other side, I also think the Avalanche are a good play at minus 150 if Johansson starts. So just obviously keep an eye on dailyfaceoff.com. Keep an eye on our Twitter. You're going to have to act fast um, because the goaltending matchup really changes that game entirely for me. Uh, the Golden Knights are in Calgary. They're minus 115 road favorites against the minus 105 um, home Calgary Flames. No real bet for me here. Uh, I would lean Calgary just because Vegas is going to be without Alec Martinez and Shea Theodore. Uh, most likely, Shea Theodore is out for sure. So, yeah, I would lean towards the Flames, but really no bet for me there. Um, and then the Capitals and the Sharks in San Jose. The Sharks are plus 175 home underdogs. Like I said, they've been playing some of their best hockey in the last couple of games. And I lean Sharks in this one. So, again, no massive plays except for maybe that Tampa-Colorado game. I'd be going like a quarter unit, maybe a half unit on some of these. No you know, glaringly obvious plays, which I've actually been giving out and hitting on pretty regularly on these morning reports. But um, yeah, I would say maybe a small play on the blue jackets plus 200. I would hope maybe that number gets better throughout the day. Maybe a small play on Ottawa plus one Oh five. Especially if, if Stellaris gets the start for the Panthers, maybe a small play on the Sabres at plus plus one eighty five. just 25 cents off open seems a little wild to me. Um, and then again, the lightning Colorado game depends on who gets the start there. And then maybe a small play on San Jose plus plus one seven. So that is going to do it for this edition of the DFO Fantasy Podcast Morning Report presented to you by Betway. If you're going to play, say, bet bet on Betway, please play responsibly on terror only. It must be 19 years of age or older. I'm your host, Brock Segan. We'll see you guys back here in a couple days. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.